Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Well, interesting to watch Zimbabweans now voting for the last hour in nine minutes. Big, important, what they call a harmonized election. So presidential, parliamentary, local election, as I understand it. And yet I've not come across anyone. I haven't spoken to anyone who believes this will be a free and fair election. And what an amazing thing to say. Well, let's see if there are any exceptions to this. Dr. William Mpofu is a researcher at the Witt Center for Diversity Studies, also a senior research associate at Good Governance Africa. He's an expert on politics on our continent. Dr. Mpofu, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Are you going to be the first person I've spoken to to say these elections will be free and fair? I wish I could be that kind of person, but um, um, signs on the ground and all the indications are, are otherwise, regrettably. If you see um, an election setting, an electoral landscape like Zimbabwe is right now, becoming afraid of researchers, not uh, any other people, but researchers, then you have a problem. Um, just in a few days, uh, research, researchers from uh, Good Governance Africa were deported. Chris Maroleng and a few colleagues were deported from Zimbabwe because the system there is insecure and afraid. Uh, Professor Stephen Chan, um, what you can call a veteran researcher and an expert uh, in African politics, was also turned away. In a, in a few days from there. That says something about the fragility, the precarity, and the sensitivity of the setting there. It's not a good sign at all. There's so many elements to it. I think people remember what happened in the last election. They, what happened, they remember what happened particularly in the 2008 election. Some things have changed and some things haven't. So ZANU-PF is still the governing party. Uh, now President Emerson Mangagwa, there was a change from then uh, Robert Mugabe to him. Um, and then in this election, then, are we just going to see ZANU-PF basically winning again? Another five years of ZANU-PF. Is that your forecast? Yes, uh, but before the focus, it's important that we go back to the history. And thank you for this question because it helps us look at the genealogy and the provenances of the elections um, in Zimbabwe. Right from the elections that gave birth to Zimbabwe from Rhodesia, there is a specific history that can be traced and followed. Um, the elections have always happened to Zimbabwe as a kind of war because ZANU-PF came from the Bush war with uh, what um, some analysts called um, a one-party state psychology, whereby they did not want to brook any political opposition. They had to eliminate any political opposition in order to achieve a one-party state, even if it's de facto. And the life presidency under one uh, Robert Mugabe. So that has not changed. Uh, and first, that caused the Kukuraundi genocide which was meant to eliminate Zapu and Joshua Nkomo as political contenders. It caused all the episodes of political violence in 1985, throughout all the elections through 2008 up to now. And through the coup 
that we saw in uh, 2017 and the shootings after the elections in 2018. So we don't have any reason to think that history will change suddenly and that things will change for the better suddenly. As the signs are what they are, given what we have recently seen, uh, we have another election that will have a combination of force and fraud to force an electoral victory for ZANU-PF. But that happens at a very dangerous time in Africa when, uh, when coups are back in vogue. Because whenever uh, you have disputed elections in a coolish political climate like we have already about, I don't know how many African countries are under military junta now. So we have a problem. Zimbabwe might be another Africa's trap spot in a few weeks or in a few days or in a few months from now. You've actually suggested, and I saw your piece, you suggested that the conditions for a coup are all there in Zimbabwe. And if you've had one coup already, it would give other people the sort of idea. But wouldn't that coup have to come from someone in ZANU or in the military? Exactly. Because a, a coup is never a coup if it's expected and if it can be anticipated and if everyone knows who's coming up with the coup. It's always full of surprise, unexpected, and coming from somebody that is previously trusted by the establishment and all that, because quietly, not everyone is happy in the establishment. In all this gold mafia, the looting of public resources, the Marange diamonds, and all the big money that is circulating in Zimbabwe, in political circles and in elite circles, there are people that are hungry. Some of them are in the army. Some of them are in the police force. Some of them are in the secret service. Some of them are right in cabinet in government. So never mind the political organization that you see of the CCC, the opposition, the independent candidates that are being shunned and everyone. Right inside ZANU-PF, there are people that are disputed, that are um, offended, and that are aggrieved. And given all this and the history of the coup there already, and that the late Robert Mkabe still has quiet sleeping supporters within the security service, within the NPF itself, and that there is a very agitated opposition and a hungry population creates fertile grounds for just another coup. Mm. And it's important that countries like South Africa, the neighbors, Botswana, SADC and the AU, the multilateral organizations, read that as an early warning sign. Dr. William Mpofu, thank you very much indeed. Very sobering. Researcher at the Witt Center for Diversity Studies and Senior Research Associates at Good Governance Africa, 16 minutes after 80 with SFM.